with its puffs of rain cloud and the dark flanks of its sleeping volcanoes wearing their rumpled capes of pool table felt, its long-tailed firebirds and impudent minas, its kaleidoscope ethnics and accents, and its unfailing, what, smiliness? It's exotic, all right. Except Betsy. Elizabeth Ingstrom is not exotic. She is a married woman with a nice husband and two great kids and a tidy home and a quiet voice with which she would no more shout than she would ride a motorcycle into one's living room. She spoke seldom during the course we taught. When she did, it was to the point and rather noticeably her own opinion and none other prevailing or not. Her greatest eloquence, which we both noticed from that first entrance, was a pair of eyes, two clicks brighter than the brightest you have ever seen. These transmitted something quite beyond words, an intensity to learn, and to understand, and to do. This woman meant to get into print. Revise that. I shouldn't have said intensity. I should have said ferocity. This class was extraordinary. None had seen print. At this writing, six of them are writing and selling. And much as we'd like to take credit, we must assert that all we had to do was scratch lightly and the talent exploded all over the place. We workshopped manuscripts. Workshop has become a verb. Betsy's 20-odd thousand-word story had to be put off while we went through the maze of story architecture, mood, crisis, climax, denouement, the sound of punctuation, and all that machine shop stuff until the last meeting, when we had Betsy read her story aloud. It was When Darkness Loves Us. It was for this moment that I wish you had been there. There is a thing that happens in theater when one or another of the cast is having his or her night, a very special spell that overtakes a performer. You can tell when it's happening by two things. One, you become aware that everyone else in the cast is playing two and four, the magic one. And two, when the final curtain falls, instead of the appreciative crash of applause, there is an instant of hush before anyone moves. It's the possibility of that hush that keeps actors, actors. Well, that's what happened at this reading. Later, on the mainland, we got a look at Beauty Is. Our immediate reaction was to get it launched. The two stories together made a generous enough bookful, but they were not connected in any way. Betsy said I was crazy, but I said, do it. Her able agent said I was crazy, but I said, do it. Her publisher probably thought the same, but the publisher did it. And now I envy you and anyone else who has not, but who is about to, meet Elizabeth Ingstrom. Behind that soft-voiced style is power, is surprise, is, well, that veracity I mentioned. You are now introduced. Theodore Sturgeon, Oregon, 1984. Book One when Darkness Loves Us, Part 1, Chapter 1 Sally Ann Hickson, 
full with the blush of spring and gleeful playfulness, as only sixteen-year-olds know it, hid around the side of the huge tree at the edge of the woods as the great tractor drove past her. She saw her husband, Torso Bear, riding the roaring monster, his smooth muscles gliding under sweat-slick skin tanned a deep brown. She didn't want him to see her, not yet. She plopped down into the long grass, feeling the rough bark of the big tree against her back as she gazed into the woods. This had been her favorite place to play when she was little. She could just barely see her parents' house on the hill, about a mile off. Her mother had noticed her restlessness as soon as the major canning was done and sent her away to run, to play, to spy on her new husband as he worked with her father in the fields. This summer, they would build their house on the other hill, and they could raise their family.